Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Talk Radio Countdown Show with Doug Steffen, counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown. Let's dispel the myths and get to the facts. The facts are that this has been a busy week in the News Talk Radio world and here to bring us up to date on what the conversations are, some of the meat, the potatoes, some of the ice cream, the cake, maybe mm. there's some... A little chocolate in here, too, as well, Michael. weight doing this report. Yes, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Michael Harrison, the editor and publisher of Talkers Magazine, is here not to trivialize the stories of the people. Sometimes we want to have a little bit of fun because this stuff, you look at the list and there's not much nice or fun. <laughs> have you noticed? I'm sitting here fighting off depression as we prepare for the broadcast, looking over the materials at hand. You know, you talk about dispelling the myths, it'll be uh, mythy and pithy. The problem is it's uh, very depressing. Um, This is a lousy week in terms of stories. Um, A lot of stuff going on. Okay, so let's jump in. Yeah, uh, let's jump into it. That's a good idea, please. At number 10, we have the Dave Chappelle incident. At number nine, we have That's that's weird in and of itself, isn't it? (laughs) It's very depressing. Uh, I mean, first of all, it's it's dangerous to be a comedian. And and that's a, and that's on a whole variety of fronts. Not to mention, if a person now can be attacked while standing on stage performing at a yeah. at a at a serious you know venue, mm-hmm. we're not talking about some bar room in the yeah. you know the Hollywood we're talk, Bowl. We're talking about a Hollywood Bowl. We were talking the other recently, you know, about the Academy Awards. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. crazy. Yeah. At number at number nine, we have um, a tie between mainstay topics that are sort of pushed down to the bottom, uh, but still talked about: race relations, immigration, and climate change. The fires in New Mexico are fueling a lot of that discussion. Yeah, uh, crime and violence at number eight. Number seven, we have Elon Musk and Twitter, and that's tied with social media in general. Is always in our top ten. COVID nineteen is at a very unstable number six. At number five, the Russia-Ukraine war, and that's tied with U.S. foreign policy, which obviously is uh, bending and being changed by the Russia-Ukraine war. The economy is at four, and that's not great. Uh, At number three, the January 6th committee grinds on, and um, that's tied with Donald Trump. It is a grind, too, isn't it? Just a grind. Oh, it's grinding on, just grinding on. 
And um, very likely we'll just continue to grind on yeah. until the elections, and then the uh, Democrats will lose control of it, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump and the GOP, um, that's, uh, that's also part of number three. And uh, J.D. Vance had a victory in uh, Ohio in a, uh, in a Senate primary, um, which is sort of a, a, a bit of a victory for Donald Trump in terms of his role as kingmaker. Yeah, endorsing me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At number two, partisan politics and uh, the 2022 and 2024 elections. That's number two. And number one, we didn't even know this story was going to be on the chart uh, last week. Mm-hmm. And here it is at number one, and that is Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. You want to go over the people? At number 10, Please. Dave, Ch- uh, Dave yeah. Chappelle. Number nine, Elon Musk. Janet Yellen at eight. Kevin McCarthy at seven. Samuel Alito and John Roberts at six, Dr. Medmid Oz at five, Madison Cawthorn at four, J.D. Vance at three, Donald Trump at two, and Joe Biden at number one. And uh, there you have it. The Peace of Work Award this week goes to Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> Don't you think? You know, I, 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 I find myself, and I'm going to admit this, when I see his name, I just sort of close down and yeah. don't I go I, yeah don't pay any attention he's he's like on this certain list of yeah. goofballs Is, that, would Matt would uh, um, Marjorie Taylor Green be another one on that list she sure is mm-hmm yeah and then on, you a certain, look at, on a certain level so was AOC yeah. I, I, it's not political as you. it yeah, is right. how you yeah. handle yourself right. and, and how loud well for you me are. it's people like um, uh, it's it's our senator you live in Massachusetts I live in Massachusetts uh, when you look at Elizabeth anything Warren. That she says, I just discount it. It's just like I'm a big angry. Blank. I'm, a, I'm angry. We're going to fight. I'm yeah, angry. Right. We're going to fight. Just noise. She's all noise. Yes. And Mitch McConnell's the same way. He's an old fossil. You mm. know, the two of them are at back and forth because the economy's number four this week. And because um, of the suggestions, I suppose this could go into the political partisan politics number two discussion as well the business about whether or not to pay back uh, student loans yes uh, whether we tax those bad guys that run those corporations get them meanwhile her net worth is four times what it was when she became a senator (laughs) of course that's just a (laughs) that's it's only happens just happens happens. into a little bit of money right exactly yep okay so anyhow, it's uh, you know they say well she was writing books and speaking well she wouldn't have had the notoriety had she not been elected I suppose maybe that's a way of looking it's just all kinds of this stuff and and uh, so and then people are trying to take a shot at Elon Musk who basically is one of the best stories of what the American dream is all about a great mm. American and he's not even yeah, American but he annoys by birth. me. I, I, well, find, I find him to be an excessive example of the American dream. Then it shows way? you diminishing returns on all sides. The fact that a, an individual could rise up through business and make a lot of money, I think that's great. Yeah. But but when you take it past a certain point and an individual can buy control over the major venues of communication because he has money, then we have to hope he's a benevolent dictator. And Is I he? If, I, I don't know what the hell he is. He's still he, he, His book has yet to be written. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. uh, all I know is I don't like power concentrated in any one individual, and I don't uh, like power concentrated in any one, any one right. group. What's the George Orwell line? Uh, mm-hmm. Power is corrupting and power p- corrupts people. Well, there's a line from a George Orwell book that's similar to that. Yeah. Uh, no, it's ultimate power. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, it, there's a lot of anyway. lines in Orwell that fit into right. a lot of the things we're talking about today. Yeah, that's for sure. But News Talk Radio is about what the issues are of the day and of the week. You can find, by the way, these appear every week as they are uh, floated 
at talkers.com and at djvshow.com. Uh, the the whole business about government money and where it goes, I saw something this week, uh, the Stanford University uh, School of um, Environmentalism got $1 billion to create a sustainability school. Is that the appropriate way for us to spend our money? I guess depends on whether you... I think we all know that the climate is... In, I don't know if jeopardy is the right word, but there's a question about it. Is it all man-made, the problem, or is part of it what would be going on anyway? <laughs> That's kind of like a Roe v. Wade discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. And, and So let's go back to that for a second, Michael, with your thoughts on how Roe v. Wade will affect the election coming up this fall, because that seems to be on, you know, as the, as the worm squirms, uh, there are a couple of different angles to this. I, one of them for me is the fact that it's being brought up now when there's so much else going on, how much more hoopla can we stand and take, and why is it necessary to bring this up now? They could have put it off if you know they had wanted to. And then the whole business about the latest, uh, the three people Trump appointed all were asked questions definitively about Roe v. Wade, and they all pretty much said it was, uh, what it was the term, uh, decided legislation or something along that line. Well, some said it was decided back in the early 70s when it became the law of the land. Others yeah. say they will obey the law. Right. They will but follow the law. They didn't. Of course, they haven't. Uh, <laughs> in many cases, the judiciary in America thinks it's the legislature that it not only uh, interprets the law, but it creates the law. And, mm-hmm. and this is where we're running into problems in terms of the separation of the, uh, the seats of government, of the different divisions of government, checks and balances. Uh, it's, it's very messy out there right now. If you look at history, though, it's always been messy. Um, we're experiencing just this brand of American democratic messiness. So we shouldn't get too depressed over it because no. it is, it's, not like, it's not like this is the first time we've had these, um, these arguments. The abortion issue, though, is, is mind-boggling because it ultimately comes down to um, philosophy and theology and uncertainty, and that is when is a fetus officially yeah, when is a it human life? being yeah. and 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 what is the role of government in protecting life versus our being protected from the government infringing on our privacy mm-hmm. and and these two these two concepts are at odds with each other and there isn't really a clearly defined demarcation between the two this is the issue it, it's it, it's strategically uh, very difficult uh, in terms of the human impact this has, but so many people get involved in this has nothing to do with their real the the, the human side has to do with the political side. Oh, totally. There, the are people, there are people. There are people. I'm men, sorry to interrupt. Women. Yeah. yeah I'm ahead. sorry. No. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but so many of the people who are vehement about this <laughs> issue had completely different points of view at different times in their life based yep. on their political interests. Yep. That's right. All right. We're going to uh, talk about COVID. And the situation, what's the scoop with Joe Biden connection to COVID about his present status? Is it because he hasn't delivered on COVID or because he hasn't delivered on the Russia war? Well, let's talk about that as we continue. Lots of issues to discuss this week. Uh, help yourself to comments, too, on our Facebook page at djvshow.com or Instagram and Twitter as well. Here's something that came to light this week in terms of what you are doing there. There's this new drug that people are talking about that's supposed to help you lose 20 pounds in 20 days or something that comes up by stock and Eli Lilly. I'm not here to, that's not my message, but that's what 
you're going to find in the next few months, you're going to be the talk of the town is this drug that helps you lose weight. And then at the end of that, though, it, unless you keep buying the drug, you're not going to be able to keep it off. That's where Calitrin comes in. Calitrin is the right way, the natural way, the honest way to keep weight off after you lose it, no matter how you've lost it. Exercise, dieting, whatever it is, pills, Calitrin, at the end of the day, is the way to save yourself. And there's a new powder. They have a capsule, they have a liquid, and they have a powder. Check it all out. See how it works. Find out the success stories. All natural Calitrin. All the info is at toploss.com. We're counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown Show continues. Let's get into the discussion again with Michael Harrison, who's the editor and publisher of Talkers Magazine. I'm Doug Steffen. We're here every week at this time. This program plays all across the weekend on hundreds of radio stations. The idea is for you and you can get a podcast of it, too, by the way. Notice the listenership to the podcast is going up. Uh, it's at uh, talkradiocountdownshow.com. You can find the reference to it also at djvshow.com or at uh, dougstefan.com. And so here we are with these issues. We're grinding out our thoughts about it. And it is uh, almost some of this stuff has become a grind. Certainly mm-hmm. COVID now, now, I don't think it's been as low as six since back in March of 2020, has it? Right. Well, no, no, it hasn't. But it doesn't mean it's not important, and it doesn't. No, mean I understand. It's, it's not a. Yeah. It's a big six. It, it's not. Yeah, we want to lose interest in it. There's this this mass denial going on, and it's really funny when you're in a room full of people and no one's wearing a mask and people are like out socializing and all that. You, it, it's an. It, I don't use the word infectious or contagious, but it is. It, it, you you believe it's safe, and yeah. and at this point, the information that we get from authorities, experts, is so muddy that uh, everybody is out for themselves in terms of what to do about vaccines, boosters, Mm -hmm. masks, Mm -hmm. um, what attitude to have about this, and how dangerous are these new variants that are being uh, uncovered in South Africa Mm -hmm. and uh, might follow the same path as Omicron and all those. It's very depressing. Well, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> that's what I said. When I was looking for something nice and fun to talk about, uh, no matter what, that's what I try to do on the Daily DJV program. Well, find stuff that's... Yeah, right. It's, yeah. Hey, you gang. Yeah, hey. Start your day with a smile, and you'll be happier and healthier. Dave Chappelle is number 10 on the people list and number 10 on the story list. The Hollywood Bowl. You've been to the Hollywood Bowl, right? Yeah, you've I have. been in there. Yeah. Okay. So you can visualize. I, I, this I scored three hundred there. Have you? Oh no! Wait a second. It was a different Hollywood Bowl. No, I, I've been. I, I think I saw. And I've been to the Hollywood Bowl, Bowl one on time. Yeah. One time in my life, I, I was pulled into um, seeing a Barry Manilow concert. Oh, good for you! I love Barry Manilow. <laughs> no, okay. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, you're talking right. to the right guy. I think Barry, Barry Manilow is fabulous. People all tease me. The girls on the DJV show tease the heck out of me when I. Sing along with a Barry Manilow song. Anyway. It's okay. We understand. So he didn't get attacked on stage. It's not likely he would. Who's 
The guy, what do we know about this guy? He's been charged, what, with three or four 23 years concepts? old, 23 years old. I think his name is uh, uh, Isaiah Lee. Lee. Yeah. Uh, he had a some kind of a weird fake gun. Yeah. Uh, he is not. He is not going to be prosecuted by the uh, Los Angeles District Attorney um, because they don't. Believe well, that guy doesn't even prosecute anybody. He's the. But, uh, like he's. Useless. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, the the DAs all around the country are all wimps, and um, that's one of the problems in terms of crime in the, in America. And uh, but he is um, being held, and he's being charged with uh, misdemeanors and and all kinds of stuff. So it it, it stinks. Interestingly. Yeah. Um, Jamie Foxx and uh, Chris Rock were part of a, a Netflix it, show that was being done, and they calmed the audience down. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris Rock said, is that Will Smith? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking a laugh. But, yeah, that's something Lisa. <laughs> He's very good at that. I mean, under this, Chris Rock is very, very, very good mm. at uh, that sort of thing. Uh, it, it, you know, it's too bad. It, it didn't hurt him. Uh, you know, remember when he came to Boston a couple of weeks ago right after the yeah. Academy Awards and people were paying eight thousand bucks just to have a have a, uh, a chance to go in and he didn't ever say anything in his performance but uh, people were paying eight thousand bucks from scalpers out in the street to get in to see Chris Rock. God love the guy. And, uh, but anyway, it's a, it's another reflection of the wackadoodle world that we uh, live in and part of the things that we talk about here on the Talk Radio Countdown Show. Twenty eight after the hour. Thirty-four after the hour. This is the Talk Radio Countdown Show. It's not really a show because you can't see it, but it's the Talk Radio what? Countdown program. What? What? You can't see it. This is the theater of the mind. Of course, ah, you can see it. That's My what it goodness, is. Doug. Uh huh. This is okay, the well, show. This is the greatest show on earth. Radio. It is. As an aside, you should come visit my farm this summer. We actually booked a circus to come to the farm uh, Are you later serious? in August. Yes, right. So you can come maybe bring your lovely wife, Bernadette, and enjoy no, I, the circus. I, I, I have a circus act that I've been doing for years. Juggling? I'm a fat lady. <laughs> You're fat lady. I'm the fat lady. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Let's get to some of these other universal items. Oh, actually, I wanted to mention, speaking of uh, who's who and what's what, the uh, annual Talkers Countdown. I'm sorry, Talkers Convention. <laughs> it is the, it's the weekly Talkers Countdown. It's the annual Talkers Convention taking right. place in New York City in uh, June at Hofstra University. It's a great venue. We'll do the program from there that Friday morning. So uh, anybody who is anybody in the world of news talk radio and talk in general are going to be in attendance, I would assume. Yes, that's usually the way it oh, is. Uh, more so than ever. This is really, really a heck of a gal. Oh, take a look at, uh, at Talkers. Uh, you'll see the lineup so far. It's amazing. Um, and you're going to broadcast from there, huh? It's going to be great. I am. Well, if I'm yeah, invited I, to do that. A wonderful facility to broadcast from. You're, you're going to get spoiled. You're going to want to be there all the time. Uh, we did it the last time. When was the last time we were there? We were there last year, Last year. We? Last year, yeah. yeah. And we were there a number of years before that. Yeah, the studios are great. 2015. 2015. Met a lot of young students. Now. This is a school of right. broadcasting. Hofstra is where you went to school. 
Yep. And so uh, it's a not a tricky place to be taken care of. It's very good, and it's a good. I don't. Know, I just enjoy. It. I love going into. You know what it is with me. I'm used to working in a studio in my home, and I have been doing it that way. I may have been probably the first guy, frankly, without crowing about it, uh, that did uh, radio this way back in the early 90s. And so now when I go into a studio, when I was working at KBC, I loved going in there because there was a real radio station. It's like, you know, the feeling of it. And going into those uh, studios they have at Hofstra, that's going into a real radio studio, real radio station. And there's something about those of us who have their grassroots coming up mm. in, in this business. We love going into real studios. That sounds silly. However, no, it doesn't sound silly at all. However, a little inside baseball here. Yes. It ain't the same as it was in the old days. And I don't like saying that, but there was something about the old-fashioned radio stations with turntables, yeah, yeah. cart machines, you know, the... The, the the clatter of the teletype machines coming from a newsroom where there are a bunch of news people. <laughs> you know, there was a mm -hmm. smell, the smell of the felt and the ink. Um, those That doesn't exist anymore. Radio stations today are, are like computer centers. Um, everything is computerized. Yeah, so, right. So you can run a radio station on a keyboard as mm -hmm. opposed to with all those knobs and dials yeah. and faders. Well, that's how I do it. I got three screens here. In yeah. the studio, and that in yeah. a microphone. That's pretty much it. There's no knob. No, 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 I got a. I have a, a control board that has little knobs and sliders and stuff. But it's yeah. not like sitting in front of that big board, and it was a lot yeah. of fun. But they, you know, they all still work. But there was something yeah. about the, the big. And every radio station had a slightly different board. So when you got a job at a new radio station, and and in many cases you had to run your own board. That's called comboing, where you were both your own board yep. operator and the talent. Yeah. You, you, it was like driving a car for the first time. You know, you yep. ever rent a car and you don't know where the the key is, and there's no key mm -hmm. and it's a button, and you don't you don't know how to turn on the windshield well, wiper when it starts raining. <laughs> like, but there's a certain do? there's a certain amount of inside baseball for this for folks who are listening. Uh, the when I was uh, I'm just thinking about other stations that I worked in. Like uh, I can remember being at WCAU in Philadelphia, and I had no jurisdiction. The the union guys, the techs, had what we called final jurisdiction, which meant that whenever when I, whatever was on the air wasn't up to you; it was up to them. And you must have worked in places like that. I've worked in every were... situation in radio. I, I've yeah. been in radio long enough to. I've been. Yeah. I've worked with union workers. I've worked uh -huh. combo. I've had board operators. <laughs> I've worked at the biggest radio stations with the finest equipment, and I've yep. broadcast from junk holes. Me too. I mean, I've, same I've thing. done it we all. In the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So anyway, back to the talkers' convention, and who's going to be there? A lot of bluster and muster, and it'll be the usual. Uh, ego, it's an egocentric. The energy in the room. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't see it that way. I mean, I, I know I, you do, but I, I, I mean, I, I see it as productive. I see it as productive. I not not productive. It's just funny. To, to, it's in, it's amusing. I think some, somebody might say that about me. Well, oh, what are you, talking you about? think so? <laughs> I'm just saying this is a collective of energy of egos. Ego. Well, it's an industry of colorful people. Yeah. Yeah, Colorful characters go. go into these uh, these industries that are half business, half art, half yeah. technical, half spontane spontaneous, a lot of ego, mm -hmm. comedy, tragedy. I mean, it's all it, it, it's an amazing field, and um, it has a certain culture to it that you know. Having spent much of my life as part of it, you know, I see it mm -hmm. changing, I see it fading, but I still see yeah. it has life in it, and I and it, and this convention. Oh, yeah. 
is sort of one of the things that keeps the tradition of radio alive at the center of the hub of a bigger wheel of multi-platform media. I mean, there is no such thing anymore as radio, as mm-hmm. newspapers, as movies, as television. It's all blending together into something that has yet to fully coalesce. And we cling to these 20th century notions that, you know, you work at a newspaper or you read the paper, or you're watching a TV show or, or you go to the movies. But it's all different and it's getting increasingly different. Yeah, it sure is. Now, let's go back to uh, Joe Biden, who's our president. He's number one on the people list, as usual. Uh, there are people who continue. They make a career out of taking presidents, taking the pulse of the people when it comes to presidents. How do you like that for alliteration? And there are those who continue to look at Biden's approval ratings, mostly the people that don't like him. And he's down and up and this, that and the other thing. Uh, what's the problem? Why is he going down? Is it is it covid? Is it the situation with uh, Russia? Uh, is it just general malaise? Because every time he opens his mouth, somebody comes up behind him with a with a with a broom to clean up what he said. Uh, so there are a lot of different examples. And I wonder if we don't go overboard with this, trying to every day measure the effectiveness of somebody like the president. It isn't just Biden. It's every all these guys now who are there measuring their effectiveness. We have lost trust, supposedly, in Biden. I saw that as a headline. Huh? What? You trusted Trump? <laughs> you you well, trusted Bush? You know, what? Come on. Every president makes the previous president seem good. <laughs> Yeah, that's something we, to be said. Every yeah, president right. creates nostalgia for the guy we sh- we got rid of or the, or or and suffered with. Bush is a bum. Yeah, now Bush he's is bad. Yeah, I right. remember seeing an off-Broadway play called Bush is Bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was George W. Bush. Well, he was um, bad, but but who was <laughs> He was horrible. I mean, yeah. look, Trump won the elect won the nomination in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, by going against Bush, he did yeah. he, he did something that was considered sacrilegious. He turned on his own party. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bushes were were, were sanctified. Well, the party isn't that came. party anymore. No. That's not the same party. Well, parties don't say the, st- the parties change. Yeah. You know, it, it's fascinating to look at the concept of a political party in America. It's a use. It's a very loosely connected set of people and values. Um, it, it, there's no such thing as a political party you know being unchanging sometimes mm-hmm. people say i didn't leave the party the party left me yep that's what i'd say right yeah yeah i was a republican most of my life i'm not now there's nothing about what the the main stay of the republican party there's nothing there for me anyway uh, and i find that it's kind of sad Actually, when you get right down to brass tacks, I think that it's just it's too bad because I I always enjoyed uh, as you know when I was first starting out. I remember uh, being on the air in Cincinnati at WCKY doing afternoons there, and <laughs> the first day I was on the air, I got a call because I you know I went on the air and I said I was in Boston and here we are blah blah blah. First call is you stupid East Coast liberal bastard, get on the next plane and go back to Boston. And I said, but sir, I'm a Republican. No, you're not. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, mm. So was that you your know. first was that your first taste of um, it was, regional well, bias? I had gotten it in St. Louis at KMOX, kind of the same, <laughs> kind of got the same reception. So, uh, you know, it is what it is, people. And I find more of that today. You, you, you know, you get responses from the stations 
we're being heard on 345 stations around the country this weekend. And you can be sure that what either or both of us say doesn't settle well with some people who are listening. Yeah, that's well, kinda, well, I didn't say something right. as inflammatory as I used to be a Republican, but there's nothing there for me now. No, you didn't. I, say I wouldn't that. say I'll that. I'll take credit for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when sometimes people blame me for what you say, and I have to fight them <laughs> off. No, that was Doug. Anyway, it's my fault. Send well, your email to you, me. You, you, yeah. What you say is you go, the talk radio countdown show with Michael Harrison. And, mm-hmm. and, and they think you're Michael Harrison when you say uh, that. Well, listen, I'm so no, I'm no Michael Harrison. You can be sure of that. All right, coming up next <laughs> you're is no an overview Kennedy. of the, uh, what's Michael talking about on the MH interview this week. We'll get to that in a matter of moments. All right, reaching new heights in terms of interviews. Michael Harrison does an interview every week. It's uh, sort of a complimentary thing to what's being discussed on the countdown and in talkers. So this week, who's the star? Greg Stebbin, who is a, um, a fellow who used to be Men's Health Magazine editor and um, their radio spokesman. He's a great interviewee. He went to Ukraine on his own, and he is, for the sake of keeping that story alive in the media, and he's, and he's doing interviews on radio, and I talked to him about his process of doing that as well as what he has seen in Poland and Ukraine. Greg Stebbin, it's a very interesting insight. Were you troubled? Your reaction troubled? My reaction to the everything about the Ukraine war is troubling to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think it's a horrible thing. Is he safe over there? Uh, relatively so, because he's on the west side of, of, of the country, Ukraine. which is yeah. far safer than the east side. Yeah. But then right. again, is anybody safe anywhere in the world? <laughs> That's it. Great question. Ask Dave Chappelle, Chappelle about that. There you go. Much you anything else. He'd be a good interview for your for the Michael Harrison interview. All right, check it all out at talkers.com or mhinterview.com. Greg Stebbin with Michael Harrison, who's with me as well here on the Talk Radio Countdown Show. I'm Doug Steffen. We're counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown Show continues. The Talk Radio Countdown. Talk Radio Countdown Show continuing now with our uh, legal advisor, Stephen J.J. Wiseman, professor of law at Bentley University in Boston, also the founder of Scamicide.com. I often find our conversations, which are mostly aimed at getting legal points of view on the stories of the week. I guess I can't escape the Roe v. Wade discussion, although I think it's a little specious at this point. Uh, is there a chance, the question that I think is most important, Steve, number one story, by the way, this week on uh, Talkers, the Talkers countdown list, uh, is there a chance the vote changes? Is this is a, a floater, if you will, and does that e- lead to people getting worried about whatever decisions they may have thought they ought to make? Well, you know, it, it is interesting because uh, I think it, it's probably pretty apparent that the uh, the reason... Uh, that it was leaked by whomever leaked it, was to put political pressure on the court. And the court does respond to political pressure. I mean, it has done Mm so. uh, Even though it's not supposed to. Yeah, it it (laughs) really is. And of all the institutions, I would say it generally does a a pretty good job of it, of resisting. But it's still, it is a political institution. So 
Uh, I don't think it will change. However, it is entirely possible uh, that the that the decision could be somewhat narrowed and not be a, a total overhaul of Roe v. Wade. I'll tell you another thing that's interesting about this is, you know, with all of the uh, the concern about the leak of the document, and you know, we've seen leaks before, like the uh, the WikiLeaks uh, leak with. Uh, oh, Chelsea yeah. Manning and others, but there were thousands of people who had access to that kind of classified information. But in the Supreme Court, it's a narrow group. As a lawyer, to me, what kind of gives me a, a bit of a chuckle is that uh, this person may not have broken any laws, maybe unethical, and certainly was unethical, but the uh, the document itself, the draft, is not classified, and so there probably wasn't any law against it. And it's kind of interesting when you also look at the investigation that uh, the Chief Justice, Joseph Roberts, is ordering. He's not asking for the uh, FBI or the Capitol Police or anyone else with real experience to get in there. He's having it done by the the marshals, who are really just kind of court officers at the uh, Supreme Court. So I'm not so sure much is going to happen with his uh, with his investigation. All right. A couple of other things uh, in terms of scams, because that's one of the things your bailiwick at scamaside.com. The Securities and Exchange Commission announcing that it will close down a number of uh, cryptocurrency in, in enforcement uh, folks in that division, uh, and then they're going to put it someplace else. So how much corruption is there and people getting scammed uh, by those who are selling you something? You know, crypto is there, probably stays there, but there are all kinds of scams around it, aren't there? There are. And actually, you know, it might be a good thing leaving the Securities and Exchange Commission uh, because even though the Securities and Exchange Commission does uh, regulate uh, finance and financial matters like that, they actually don't bring legal cases. Uh, if it, They can settle civil cases, but not criminal. And I think this is a recognition that crypto is so serious and so many people are losing literally billions of dollars. And so if this is yeah. going to go over to the Justice Department, I think it may streamline the process. But right now, uh, crypto is the perfect, perfect example of scammers preying upon people thinking they're going to miss out on something and invest in something that they have no idea how it works. It is so, so vulnerable. And the, the scammers literally are making uh, billions of dollars on this. So it could be a good thing if it's going over to the Justice Department. One of the other scammings this week, uh, the uh, the tax refund businessman. This is every year getting worse and worse and worse. How do you warn people about this, especially if they e-file their taxes? Yeah, you know, the here again, the tax system, complex. People don't necessarily, uh, you know, understand how this is done. TurboTax just, uh, and Intuit, which owns it, uh, settled, and it looked really great. Hey, they got... 141 million, yeah. right? You know what it means to yeah. the people who filed? You get $30 for each year that you filed with them. Uh, so Fabulous. It, 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 but, but the good thing, though, is the lawyers will be paid hand, you know, really well. So there, there, there is a, you know, a, a good, happy side. There's a brightness. Yes, yes exactly. right. Exactly. All right. Spoken like a really good lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so there, it just, the scams are the, and we don't have time to talk about them here, but there's a lot of people being scammed because of the war in Ukraine. Yeah. 
Uh, that kind of stuff. We should talk about that when we have a moment. Stephen J.J. Wasman here with us, bringing us up to date on the Talk Radio Countdown Show. The Talk Radio Countdown. The Talk Radio Countdown Show is a production of Stefan Multimedia, produced by Bob K. Sound and Recording.